Welcome back to another episode of the For the Win podcast. It is great to be with you alongside Chris, Garrett, and Brandon. I'm Max, bringing you your Week 13 fantasy football preview. Boys, after last week's games, how are we feeling? I mean, last week is pretty crazy. A lot of high-scoring games, I felt like. I think I could say one thing. Jonathan Taylor is back. I think he's back as an RB1 in my league, or in our league, I should say. Yeah, he definitely helped me out there. Jonathan Taylor's back. Seems like Jonathan Taylor is just it's like the weather. You either get some rain or shine. And that brings us into our, our first segment, which is always going to be rain or shine. Brandon, what is your rain for the week? So my rain for this week is going to be uh, Daniel Jones versus the uh, Commanders. You know, Daniel Jones had a stretch, I want to say, uh, a, f- of a few games where he was looking like, man, I can start this guy. But the past few games for the Giants have been kind of rough. You know, obviously the one on Thanksgiving versus the Cowboys, no one thought they'd win, but I mean, the offense just wasn't what it once was. And going back to Detroit as well, and you know, this commander team, they're a solid team now. They're in the playoffs. You know, that's crazy to say, but they are. They're and especially a solid defense. So you know, I'm just really not liking Daniel Jones this week at all. I get he has the rushing ability, but you know, you know what? Giants really have never had any great receivers, and I just don't like this matchup at all. Really quick, you know, I mean, we just talked about the Giants and speaking about the NFC East just in general. What about OBJ? This is a quick question for you guys. OBJ, where is he going to sign and is he going to be fantasy relevant? Brandon. Cowboys. I want to say Cowboys. Um, And then I don't know because there's a lot of receivers now with CD Lamb and, and, you know, everyone else they got. So it'll be interesting. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to start right away. I might have to see how it goes, but this will be really shake some leagues up, I think, Max. I think if he wants to be the most relevant person, he'll go to the Giants. Because on the Cowboys, you got CeeDee Lamb, you got Michael Gallup. I get it's still OBJ, but I think it's time to come home to East Rutherford, put on the blue and white, start playing for the G-Men again. That's just me, Chris. Yeah, as much as I want OBJ to be a Giant, let's be honest, he's going to Dallas. Yeah, Uh, I just think it's too obvious. I think he's going to Dallas. Yeah, I didn't mean to get us off track there. I just, you know, I really had that question in my mind. I was like, you know what? I got to ask the boys where they think OBJ will sign and if he'll be fantasy relevant. I think that he's going to end up going to the Giants. I think it's going to be a whole dramatic thing. He's going to end up going back home to the New York Giants. But let's go back to rain and shine. Suds, what's your shine for the week? So my shine this week is also based off Thanksgiving. Zeke Elliott, I mean, what a game last week against the Giants. And, you know, you may be thinking, well, there's still Tony Pollard and he's still a good running back. But I think what we saw on Thanksgiving, what we've been seeing the past few games, is that both of them can be productive. And just because Tony Pollard is playing well, that doesn't mean Zeke can't be good and can't be startable and can't do well, as I'm saying in my shine. So I really think Zeke's going to build off this momentum he's had the past week and, you know, the season. I don't think you should be scared of the Tony Pollard thing. Start Zeke with confidence. I think he's going to do well this week. Yep, and that's my rain and shine. All right. You know, I, I like the Zeke pick, but I'm going to go for my rain. I'm going to go on the, the running back that was on the other side of the ball. I'm going to go with Saquon as my rain this week. It pains me to say it, but this Washington front seven is absolutely ridiculous. And they're getting Chase Young back this week. I think the Giants offense is going to have a hard time moving the ball on the ground through the air. I, just, I think it's going to be a rough week for Saquon. But on the brighter side of things, I am feeling a huge bounce back week for Christian Kirk. Zay Jones had his show last week, but going up against the Lions, I expect 
all the Jaguars wide receivers, especially Christian Kirk, to put on a show. You got to start this guy this week. Yeah, I definitely think that everyone's overreacting with the Zay Jones. He's the new wide receiver one on the Jags. That's just not true. It's Christian Kirk. And again, start Christian Kirk with confidence week in and week out. I mean, he's a top 10 wide receiver this year. So I'm going to go on to my rain and shine. First up, I'll start with my rain, and that's going to be Devin Singletary this week. You know, he actually has had a couple good weeks, which is surprising from a Buffalo running back because of recent years, they really haven't been great uh, fantasy-wise. But New England is great against the run. Their defense has been stellar all year. Definitely leave him on the bench. I mean, against running backs, they've, they've only allowed two touchdowns, which is just crazy to think about. Definitely leave Singletary on the bench this week, Brandon. Yeah, that'll be in the sit so great pick. So moving on to my shine, I have a Denver Bronco and Cortland Sutton. I've really liked Cortland Sutton these past couple weeks, and I know Russ Wilson has been just terrible all year, but, I mean, Cortland Sutton is definitely his guy, and Sutton has been put up 12 PPR fantasy points these past couple weeks, and I think he's in for a breakout breakout week Excuse me, against the Ravens, who ranked 27th in pass defense. I think this is the week that he really breaks 20-plus fantasy points, which he really hasn't done all year. He's really averaged around the 12 to 15 mark. I think this is a breakout week for Cortland Sutton. Moving on to my reign this week, um, it's on, it, it's in a big game in New York. Um, I'm taking Adam Thielen. Um, I know he, they're playing the Jets. The Jets' defense has been unbelievable this year, specifically the secondary. I know they'll probably have uh, – the GOAT, the best cornerback in the league on Justin Jefferson, but I still think um, the secondary for the Jets is going to shut down Adam Thielen, so I'm going to take Adam Thielen for my reign this week. Um, but moving on to my shine, in the same game, I'm taking Garrett Wilson. Um, had a huge week against the Bears. Um, he's playing the Vikings secondary, which is the complete opposite. They are terrible. They have been terrible. I think he's going to explode. Garrett Wilson, Mike White, massive, amazing combo, and he's going to go off this week. All right, time to go in to our next segment, which is waiver wire desire. I'm going to go first here. My waiver wire desire of the week is going to be Van Jefferson. I mean, he has turned into the number one option on the Rams, and no matter who is playing quarterback, he showed it last week with Perkins playing. This man can score, gets a good amount of targets. I don't think you need to start him necessarily, but it's definitely worth a stash on your bench. Yeah, Max, I remember we had a conversation about this around two weeks ago where we talked about who was going to be the guy, and especially – with Allen Robinson being out for the year, Van Jefferson, he's the number one guy on that offense. I think he's a wide receiver two, three right now. I don't know. I just that Rams offense is just shaky. They've been shaky all year. So I'm going to go into my waiver wire desire and another wide receiver and Nico Collins. I mean, this guy for the Texans, I mean, in his past three games, 10 targets, seven targets, nine targets, and a touchdown. In deep leagues, I feel like he could be a flex. I think that. He's a guy that I think you can rely on to get around 10 PPR fantasy points. And I'm talking about in deep leagues, I feel like he could be a flex. I think that if he's on the waiver wire and you need a wide receiver, pick him up, maybe slide him in. If not, I definitely leave him on the bench. Um, I like Corey Davis personally. You know, we're going to talk about this more with uh, the Jets quarterback situation. So I don't want to get too much into it. But I think this is a whole new system they got going without Zach Wilson. So I think you should stash um, Corey Davis on your bench and see what happens with this Jets pass uh, attack. Because I don't know. Maybe it will be totally different. And uh, Corey Davis, if you listen to the broadcast of the Jets games, it's someone to the ultra. So I think he could have some big games coming up. So you might want to stash him on your bench. Absolutely. Chris, who's your waiver wire desire? 
So my waiver wire desire this week is going to be a defense. Um, I've added them in all my leagues. The Browns defense, they're going into Houston. Let's be honest. The Texans don't know who they're starting at quarterback. They can't find a quarterback. Start the Browns defense. They've been pretty good recently. Uh, the Browns are coming in hot. Watson coming back. They know what they're doing. They're about to start winning some games. Um, take the Browns defense at them and start them on Sunday. I like it. You know, I, I, when you are picking up a defensive fantasy football Every year, there's one team you target, and this year it's the Texans. No matter how good Damian Pierce is, Brandon Cooks, and all of them, I could play quarterback for the Texans, and they might be better. So I think that goes a long way. Have we done everyone's waiver wire desire? I think we have. I think we have. So now it's time to move into our personal segments, and what a better, better way to start the week than with Wings Watch List. You know, what a better way to start the week. Like you said, this is the best segment on the show. I hate to say it. Oh, no. Don't, come I, on. I'm sorry. You know, I forgot I forgot about you, Max, and your Emmy award-winning segment. You know what? We're just not going to talk about that because you're going to go on a rant before your segment about the <laughs> Emmy winning, won so many awards. But it's, it really sucks. I'm sorry. It, it, it just does. But let's go to Wings Watchlist. Basically what this is, again, some underrated guys I feel like you should either pick up or, you know, put into your flex play this week, wide receiver two, RB2, possibly. But first up on Wings Watch List is I have Isaiah McKenzie. He just had a big week last week. Six, six receptions on 10 targets, 96 yards, and a touchdown. This guy needs to be picked up in all leagues, or if you have him, I mean, definitely stash him on your bench, obviously. But I feel like he's a flex play this week. I, I really do. After a big week like that, you know, Diggs is obviously the guy on that Bills offense. But besides that, I feel like New England, their run defense is great. I think the Bills are going to look to throw the ball, and I think Isaiah McKenzie is the wide receiver, too, on that offense for this week. Second up on Wings watch list, I have DeAndre Carter, and I know that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams will be back. I know Keenan Allen is back. Mike Williams is probably going to be back this week. But, I mean, he had over 20 PPR points last week, seven receptions on 10 targets, 73 yards, and a touchdown. I feel like this guy needs to be picked up because, I mean, he had 10 targets last week. I mean, that was more than Keenan Allen, who's usually a reception machine. So I'd definitely pick up DeAndre Carter, stash him on your bench. I don't th feel like he's a flex play yet unless you're in a really deep league and you need to start somebody. I feel like he's somebody who you, who you just stash on your bench. And then lastly on Wings Watch List, this is a guy who, if he's available, I, you got to pick him up. Donovan Peoples-Jones, Sean Watson's coming back. And besides last week where he had two receptions and 16 yards, he's averaged 11 PPR points since week six. I mean, I feel like that's a flex play in most leagues, especially if you have like a 12, 14 man league, you know, against the Houston Texans and Watson coming back. I mean, I definitely consider starting him. I feel like that he's a very underrated guy that you could slide into your flex play this week. So we heard some good news from Wings Watch List. Let's go over to some more good news in Max's Mustards. You know, we're going to start with the good news, then go to the bad news. So, Max. Ladies and gentlemen, I think it goes without saying it's the Grammy, the Oscar. And as of last week, the Nobel Peace Prize winning segment on this podcast. It's Max's must-starts. Got four must-starts for you guys here. Starting off with the man at my own school, George Kittle. Okay, he's he's not been the guy all season that, you know, you picked up based on his ADP. But against a Miami defense that ranks third worst against tight ends, I expect a huge game. I mean, let's be honest. The 49ers are going to need to throw the ball. I think this game could be an absolute shootout. I say you fire up George Kittle. Don't even think about it. Next is David Montgomery. I've always loved David Montgomery, and my favorite matchup for him is always against the Green Bay Packers. 
In week two, he had 112 rushing yards against them. He has a great matchup against the same cheeseheads this week. Fire up the man, David Montgomery. Great start. And at number three, this, this man's like a personal hero to me. He was mentioned already, Garrett Wilson. He has single-handedly saved my season. I think it is strictly because of Mike White. Mike White is that guy. Last week, Wilson had 26 fantasy points when he played with Mike White. Plays the Vikings this week. That's why you're going to start him again. My last must-start is Trevor Lawrence. He is balling on another level. Had a great week last week. And he gets to play the Detroit Lions. Expect prime T-Law. I know there's a lot of positivity, but now it's time to go. Sons of Sidham. All right, well, we got some history on the or the Wind podcast here. For the first time ever, we're going to have five Sidhams. Oh, jeez. And you may be wondering why. I only had three, but because of some repetition in some other people's um, reigns, I just wanted to mix it up a bit. But I'm going to talk about everything. So if you're listening to this podcast, congratulations. You've witnessed history today. All right, to start on the Sidham list, we got Devin Singletary, which we all kind of talked about, and I totally agree with. You know, last week uh, – Dalvin Cook versus New England had 22 carries for 44 yards. So that's not very good at all. And Devin Singletary, he's been good. But again, this New England defense, we've, like we've talked about, has been elite. And I just don't like the matchup at all. For a running back who I wouldn't say you can start every week, this isn't the week to start Singletary. So you definitely bench uh, Devin Singletary. So another uh, running back I want to mention, aside from Devin Singletary, is uh, Jeff Wilson versus the 49ers. And I'm going to bench a bunch of Dolphins this week, personally. You know, 49ers have, just have a great defense. And I just think that you just don't want to be involved with that. You know, I know the Dolphins offense has been good. And so you still got Tyreek and you got Tua and you got Jalen Waddle. So with all that in play, I don't think this is going to be one of Jeff Wilson's bigger week. So I'd sit Jeff Wilson. And then onto my wide receivers, I don't like. Again, this is one we mentioned earlier. Adam Thielen, Chris brought this up. You know, the, for all the stuff the Jets get about Zach Wilson, their secondary has been elite. Sauce Gardner, a rookie, defensive rookie of the year, you can say he's one of the better corners in the NFL. So the Jets, third fewest uh, points allowed to opposing wide receivers. So that's pretty good, and I want nothing to do with that. I'm personally an Adam Thielen owner, and he he was great last week, but just don't see him keeping it up against the Jets this week. So like we said, sit Adam Thielen. And then another wide receiver, different from Thielen, who I don't like, is Alan Lazard. You know, he hasn't been really good the past few weeks at all. And the Bears, as usual, have a decent secondary. So with all the Rodgers stuff that's going on and you know, the Packers in general, I would just stay away from Alan Lazard. And then my final sit on this week, a tight end. I just don't like Mike Gesicki um, versus the 49ers. They got great linebackers. Uh, and like I said earlier with the Dolphins, I don't like many of them this week just because of how tough a defense that is. And Mike Gesicki hasn't been that great in general, so I I just want to stay away from this week. So there you go. History in the making on the For the Win podcast. Five sit-ups. All right, on to the four-time um, Oscar award-winning uh, <laughs> entry. That, that is 2019, 2020, 2021, and now 2022. Chris has corrupted <laughs> one. Um, there's one guy he's corrupted. He's been terrible. Um, his name is DeAndre Swift. It's not fully his fault. He's been hurt, but let's be <laughs> – Let's be honest. Williams has completely taken over the um the Lions backfield. Um, I I simply would not feel comfortable starting DeAndre Swift um now and especially in the playoffs once they start in a couple weeks. You just don't know who's gonna get the ball, and especially at the goal line. It's just there's no confidence in the guy. Um and yeah, he's put up eight, nine, ten points, but you know, you, you drafted DeAndre Swift to be your RB1 and give you 15 to 20 a week, and he just 
he hasn't been there since he's been hurt. And they're they're cautious with them. He's only getting five carries a week. Really scares me. He's corrupted, and I would stay away. If you have options, start him. I think that's a perfect corruption because, I mean, he is corrupted. I mean, he's been just terrible these past couple weeks. Again, if you're if you're a Swift owner, just I really wouldn't feel comfortable with him in my starting lineup. I feel like I'd be really stressed out about how many points he's going to get a week. Like you said, Jamal Williams has taken over that backfield. He's a guy that I look to at least put up 10 points a week, and I feel like that Jamal Williams going forward for the playoffs, I think you could start Jamal Williams with more confidence than Swift. I feel like Jamal Williams is probably a flex or our low-end RB2, in my opinion. Max? Hopefully, if you have Swift, you were smart enough to handcuff him with Williams. And then in this situation, you're really just picking who you want to start every week, which should be Jamal Williams. But if you're just someone that found Jamal Williams on the draft board, congratulations. Very, very well done. Before we go into the Week 13 high plane, just a little disclaimer here. We're going to ask if all the guys are on board this week and taking the flight. Nothing crazy. Just want to make sure everyone's on the same page. Because with that, ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you to the Week 13 hype plane. The first plane coming down the runway is a fan favorite and is back again. Last week versus the Bears, oh my, did he put a former BYU quarterback's career to an end. He is a hero in New Jersey and all around the football world. And this week versus the Vikings, he could be the superhero we deserve. To start this week's high plane, it only feels right to know if you guys are jetting away with Mike White. Personally, give me a first-class seat to this one. I mean, I'm on board with Mike White. I mean, look what he did last week. I mean, I guess it's just Zach Wilson because that offense exploded. Three touchdowns. I mean, you got to ride it, right? Like, And they, the Jets have talented receivers. We talked about this. Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims. Like, that's a pretty good wide receiver group. So, I don't know. I'm in first class. Chris? Tricky because I'm riding the plane, but you know, you got to look at it from a fantasy perspective. Like, are you really riding it? I guess if you're in deep, deeper league, you're riding your you're first class, but you probably have better options. Um, but I'm looking at his schedule right now and it's there. Like he plays the, the Vikings, the, the Lions, the Jaguars, the Seahawks, like sure. He's got the bills in there. That'll be tough. But like the guy has a schedule that that's the fit to get him some fantasy points, but I don't know. I'll ride, but I'm in the back. I'm in the bathroom this flight. <laughs> You're in the bathroom. That's funny. But uh, Max, really quick, what were you going to say? I don't know. I, I want to be on board. I think a first-class ticket is just – I can't spend that type of money on Mike White. But, you know, I'll fly coach in this one. I think he has a lot of upside. There seems to be a huge belief that maybe he is the guy. I think the Jets are a much more open team not really restricted to running the ball and then running play action. The playbook is wide open with Mike White as it appears. So I think it's it's his job to lose, but I think he can put up decent fantasy numbers. Definitely definitely more of a backup guy. Like your your quarterback gets injured, you need to stream someone. You're not benching, you know, one of one of the top guys you drafted for Mike White. You know, Max, I think you said it perfectly. He's a backup quarterback. He had a great week. And I feel like that all year backup quarterbacks have come in and have had a great week. For me on this flight, I'm sitting in the back next to someone who smells really bad <laughs> and a screaming baby. I seriously like I'm on the flight, but I, it's yeah. just, it's not going to be a great flight if, 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 to just to put it that way. So, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like you could pick him up if you need a quarterback this week. If, if for example, Kyler Murray's on his bye, like why not Mike White? I mean, he just had a great week. You're on the flight or I'm on the flight. 
I feel like that you got to pick him up. He's got to be a guy that you should at least consider starting. I'm, I, I thought about this. I think he's more of like a, a matchup-based streaming option. I mean, he was a great streaming option last week because he played the Bears. And no offense to all the Bears fans out there. Shout out to our guy, Adam Rank. The Bears' defense is not the best. So if he has another great matchup against teams like the Lions, the Texans, that's when you fire him up. Yeah. Uh, before we go on to the next one, like Chris said, his schedule, it, it's pretty good. Chris, I mean, he, he's he got a schedule where, like you said, he could put up some fantasy numbers. So, I mean, besides the Bills, I mean, it, the schedule's there. You know, it's just, let's see what he can do with it. Me, personally, I think he's going to have maybe one more good week, and then he's just going to be a backup quarterback. Zach Wilson will end up going back in and starting. But that's just my personal opinion. Max, who's up next? All right, let's let's do it. The last plane coming down for departure has always been a fan favorite of mine. And with CEH injured, my, did he have a time. 16 points, and the man ran with passion. Could he be a hero on your bench to bring the points to your team that you guys have been lacking? He plays the Bengals, and they stop King Henry, so some may say no, no. But boys, are you flying away with my man, Isaiah Pacheco? Let's hear it. You know what, Max? I feel like I'm a little bit higher on Isaiah Pacheco than Mike White, just because Isaiah Pacheco, I mean, he, I feel like he's th- the running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. But here's the thing. There's a lot of mouths to feed on this offense. And the matchup this week against the Cincinnati Bengals, I don't know how he's going to be used. I feel like he could either be used a ton because you're going to have to look out for Kelsey, or he could just be just there, just doing nothing. Like, I really don't know. He he Again, he could have a beast week because they're going to concentrate on guys that, um, excuse me, Mahomes is going to look to throw to. So for me, it's really up in the air about whether or not to start him this week. If anything, he's a flex play. Chris, I'm not starting. I'm not on board with Mr. Pacheco. You got to keep in mind the, uh, the chiefs just signed Melvin Gordon, to their practice squad, essentially meaning they're going to elevate him this week. That's how it always goes. Um, you have CEH. I know he's on the uh, the IR. He'll be coming back sometime soon. And I think Pacheco's been better than CEH. I'm not saying that's the reason, but like Garrett said, uh, there's a lot going on in that backfield. There's a lot going on in that offense in general. I personally wouldn't take Mr. Pacheco and stick him into my starting lineup uh, in week 13, you know, with the playoffs approaching. But with that being said, we're in a couple leagues ourselves where running backs are slim. Um, you, Pacheco's a great option right like it it really depends what kind of league you're in but if i'm on board thinking mr pacheco's about to you know be superman 2.0 no that's not mr pacheco i'm 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 not riding this flight wing really quick i mean like like you just said really depends what league you're in if you're in an eight-man league absolutely not you have way better options i feel like the same with the 10-man league 12 to 14 league probably just not eight to ten brennan yeah, you know, I'm waking up early, but not to the airport. I'm waking up early to watch the World Cup. So I'm not starting Isaac uh, Pacheco. Well, first of all, I went to Rutgers, so shout out New Jersey. But I'm not starting him. Garrett, I think you hit it pretty perfectly. Like, there's a lot of mouths to be in this offense, and I don't know what he's going to be doing. Like, the Chiefs like to pass a lot. And I did read that the Bengals have been a stingy run defense this season. They have been better than they've been given credit for. So all that combined, I don't like the start of Pacheco this week. And I don't think that means, you know, He's never going to be good, but I just don't like it this week. I think there's use down the line, but I'm not a st- fan of starting this week, Max. Look, you know, with, with everything that you guys are saying, you make great points. But he has been so big for so many fantasy managers, including myself. 
he's been a savior for me. So I am I am on this flight no matter what. I don't care if the flight turns around and lands back at the airport. The fact this this guy had 22 carries last week, touchdown, couple receptions. He is a huge part of this Chiefs offense. I think it's it's going to be proven. The matchups are not going to be great every week, but I do think you give this guy a chance. Suds. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think that like I don't know. I, I'm I'm with you, Max. Like I said, I'm not opposed to like potentially starting down the line. And you know, playoffs are coming up. You have to make these tough decisions. So I think with all these players, you just gotta keep an eye on them. You can't make up your mind right now. You gotta see how it's going in and make the best decisions you can going into the playoffs. That's how I feel. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, let's let's be honest. It's not like all of us are gonna agree every time on this podcast, but we do what we can. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap things up here on our week 13 edition of the For the Win podcast. It's been a great one from me, Chris, Garrett, and Brandon. We'll see you guys on the next one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.